This week, I'm having a hard time talking, so here's a historic episode of Ghostly History about Edgar Allan Poe. I had some issues with my voice uh, for some reason starting early this week. Uh, I, I used to get laryngitis quite often back in the past because of leading the tours. You have to constantly use your voice. So I don't know if this is part of that or, or whatever. So I can't do a full show this week. It should be right as rain by next week. I'll come back with a, uh, a normal show. So what I thought, uh, there's an original show that I used to do maybe over a year ago. And um, it, I did a few episodes before switching to being more, uh, you know, real, I guess. And it, it was interesting. I, I enjoyed it. A ton of prep on it. Maybe in the future, as things take off, I'll bring this back as a, as a bonus episodes or something called a ghostly history. I know this, this one's not technically about ghosts, but I asked myself the question, which one did I enjoy recording the most? And it was this one, because I'm absolutely fascinated by the man. He's very interesting. His life as a tortured artist is like none the world have seen. He is the first famous author in the United States. Um, I think it was after the revolution, there was this um, issue that they were having with, uh, I think you talk about it in the episode, but they were pirating British authors like Dickens and Shakespeare because the Brits weren't giving those books over to the Americans because of what happened. So the Americans never really had their own author that they could, you know, claim and be proud of until Edgar Allan Poe came along. So this is his story, his tortured life, all the terrible things that happened to him, and of course, his death, which his death is even more strange than his life. So out of all the episodes of Ghostly History, even though it's not technically ghostly, this is one of the ones that interests me the most. So I hope you enjoy it as well. I'll talk to you guys next week. So now presenting the original Ghostly History of Edgar Allan Poe. My name is Daniel, and please enjoy a little ghostly history about America's first famous author. Gotta love that he's all about terrifying people. Of course, I'm talking about Edgar Allan Poe. His interesting life, mysterious death, and the ghost that remains. Edgar was only a year old when his father David left. An angry man and an alcoholic. Most likely leaving the boy was his one good act. No doubt growing up with an alcoholic father would have changed him. David Poe had a rich family. He was supposed to be a lawyer. His family setting up a perfect life. It all changed when he met a woman named Elizabeth, a budding actress. He abandoned law for her and his own love of acting then rising, but he failed didn't have the ability that she did. Elizabeth took off, which led to resentment, then David's drinking, and eventually his leaving. History lost track of David Poe, only noting him once in 1835, a letter written by Edgar himself in just one simple line that said, my father died in the second year of my age. That's it. Elizabeth Poe, Edgar's mother, was a talented actress. Critics called her an interesting figure with a sweet, melodious voice. 
she moved to New York and flourished in stage shows. And in 1811, for a performance, she stayed at a boarding house in Richmond, Virginia, playing a character named Countess Wintersen in a play called The Stranger. It's here she got sick, started coughing up blood. The public took an interest in this beautiful and very sick young woman. She was a loving mother and a talented actress, and people wanted to save her. During this time, she continued to act. With acting and sickness her priority, the caring for Edgar and his siblings went to Mr. and Mrs. Usher, the name later inspiring a story called The Fall of the House of Usher. Benefits held, money raised, but none of it mattered. Only two months after getting sick, in December 1811, she was dead. Edgar was split from his siblings and taken in by a childless couple named John and Francis Allen of Richmond. Less than 10 years after Thomas Jefferson founded it, Edgar Allan Poe attended the University of Virginia. This is in 1826. Poe studied languages. John Allen refusing to give the boy a free ride only covered a part of his tuition. This led to Poe's first addiction of gambling. He attempted to pay off his school debt with winnings and it failed. Debts from school and gambling piled up, the stress of which led to his second addiction, drinking. And just like his real father, David, the drink dragged Edgar down. And in 1827, Poe dropped out of school and returned to Boston, worked odd jobs to survive, and then destiny took over, pushing the young Poe to his passion. And while working as a clerk for a Boston paper, Edgar wrote a collection of poems called Tamerlane and Other Poems, used his own money to get it printed and distributed. For some reason not wanting his name out there, it was published simply as By a Bostonian. Readers loved it, gaining him some fame, and that's when he ran out of money. 18-year-old Edgar Allan Poe joined the army, and under a fake name Edgar A. Perry, telling the officers he was the legal age of 22. Surprisingly, the army suited him. Working as an artificer, considered a tradesman who prepared shells for artillery, Poe reached the rank of sergeant major, and then tragedy struck. Francis Allen died from a long and painful illness. Not being there for his beloved foster mother when she died, he needed to return for her afterwards and Poe returned and reconciled with John Allen. The relationship remained tense, but it's said that John softened a bit. He respected Poe's decision to join the army. So, when Edgar told him he was leaving the military, old angers returned. John Allen was disgusted with the idea, took back all his financial support, and Edgar hated him for it. Arguments and many things said, Edgar confronted John on his infidelity while Francis was still alive, but which, by the way, was true, proven when just three years after Francis' death, John remarried a woman named Louisa Patterson. And that's when John disowned Edgar. Maybe reconsidering his decision to leave the army, it would be decided without him. They found out Poe was only 18 when joining that the kid lied, so he was discharged. And one final shot of tragedy to poor Poe? Soon after that, his beloved brother Henry died. If pain fuels a writer's passion, 
these events created a legend. Tamerlan and 1831's poems proved Poe could write, but the timing was all wrong. All the former Brits, now called Americans, longed for their beloved British writers. And because of a ban on British books, American publishers made lots of money off of pirating the works of such authors as Charles Dickens and William Shakespeare. No money was put into discovering American talent. Poe had to be perfect, dropping his dream of unpopular poetry for popular prose. Walking away from rhythmic writing, but not too far. Poe's style was unique. Maybe one of the main reasons why he'd become the first truly popular American author. He won a writing award in 1833, but still made little money. In 1835, Poe took an editor's job at the Southern Literary Messenger magazine, and from the outside everything seemed fine, until he was fired for being drunk on the job. His alcoholism came back just as Poe wanted to settle down. In 1829, a few years back, shortly after Francis's death, Poe reconnected with his aunt Maria. Maria was the sister of David, and at 20 years old, he met his seven-year-old cousin, Virginia. Six years later, they reconnected in a different way, when in September 1835, he married her. Virginia Clem was Edgar Allan Poe's first cousin and only 13 years old. There's no proof this was an intimate marriage. Might have been just one out of loneliness or convenience, we do not know. But what we do know is they loved each other. Seven years together, and then with shades of his own mother's death, the creative Virginia was playing a piano when her throat blocked up. She started to cough, then spit up, and something dripping down her chin. Embarrassed, she wiped it away to see on her own handkerchief it wasn't spit, but blood. His wife's sickness didn't stop Poe. Motivation found through sadness, he wrote more and more as she came closer to death. Then wanting a change in 1844, Poe moved them to New York City. One year later, he published The Raven in the New York Evening Mirror, going from an obscure cult author to a household name. And if you're looking in this story for hidden parallels to Poe's life, say veiled messages derived from the tragedy of what was happening to his wife, don't waste your time. It's not there. Poe openly said in many interviews that The Raven was logically written for the fans, borrowing popular styles from Charles Dickens and a British poetess named Elizabeth Barrett. It worked. To this day, The Raven influences books, TV, and movies. In 1847, Virginia dies of tuberculosis. Edgar takes this hard, spiraling down and finding his old friend again, alcohol. While living in Baltimore for two years, he was rarely found sober. Then on the night of October 3rd in 1849, Poe was seen stumbling in the streets. A local man named Joseph Walker found what he thought was a transient lying in the gutter. This strange and distressed man was Poe. They rushed him to the Washington Medical College where he remained unconscious for days. Poe never woke up, never told the police, doctors, or nurses anything before dying. And then on Sunday, October 7th at 5 a.m., it said he uttered his final words of, Lord help my poor soul 
before succumbing to death. And then a mystery was born. How did he end up in that gutter? Why was he wearing somebody else's clothing? Who was Reynolds, a name he called out at night in the hospital? Maybe with modern technology we could figure out the answers, if only we had some type of evidence from the medical records of Washington College, but we don't. All records were lost in a fire, including Poe's death certificate. However, there's a theory. Poe was found in the gutter near a polling station, and this was at the end of a voting day. Cooping is a term used for a voting scam, usually perpetrated by hired thugs to rig an election. They'd kidnap men or trade them drugs and alcohol, get them intoxicated before parading them around the city. Different stations switching clothing, attaching and removing fake facial hair, using a new name every time to garner votes for a chosen candidate, then dumping the victim in a gutter. This would explain why Poe was drunk in the gutter, why he was wearing another man's clothes, and why he was saying Reynolds, maybe one of the fake names. Either way, tragically the great author was dead. Poe was interred in the old western burial ground, located in Baltimore at the site of today's Westminster Church. The once open graveyard now covered. In 1852, they stuck a church right on top of it. The burial ground became a catacombs under it, but Poe's fame lifted him to new ground. Locals didn't want a great author hidden underneath the building, so a committee was formed, money was collected, and then in 1875 they dug up and moved his body, put by a large beautifully carved monument closer to the road. Fells Point. The historic waterfront neighborhood in Baltimore was a favorite hangout for Poe. It was in a pub called The Horse You Came In On, where Poe took his last drink before heading out into the streets on October 3rd, and it's here he may have returned. Employees say the cash register opens on its own. Also, the largest chandelier swings just before closing. They believe it's Poe, and leaving well enough alone to make him happy. A manager named Rob was made a believer, telling the Huffington Post about one night when closing. He was talking with another bartender walking to lock the front door. And at the end of the bar he jumped as there was a crash, spun to see glass shards spread over the bar. The other bartender stood still staring at the broken mug, and Rob yelled him back into reality. The bartender took out his phone, showed Rob a photo. It was from the night before when that bartender heard a similar crash. And there in the center of the bar, picture of a shattered mug. It makes sense why they're careful to keep Poe happy, which includes on many nights leaving a glass of whiskey out to honor him as they clean up. Please forgive me if I butcher this. Le Chevalier C. Auguste Dupas was featured in Poe's story Murder in the Rue Morgue, about a man who solves the murder of two women in Paris. As Poe himself described his character like this, he makes in silence a host of observations and inferences. His style emphasizes clues from newspapers and reports, engaging the reader to follow along, and this character was the first to solve what they called a locked room mystery, outwitting local police. Familiar genre? It is.
the detective mystery was inspired by Poe. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, creator of Sherlock Holmes, proved this once by saying, Poe was a model for all time. We've reached the end. This has been a ghostly history of the famous American author Edgar Allan Poe. Do you think Cooping killed him? Does this history make you love or hate the man? Tell us in the comments. Ghosts make history just that much better. Thanks for watching.